Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Dug Up and Dusted Off. I am your host, Jim McRae, and today is a great day to discover how to live your best life, reach for the stars, and achieve the impossible. Remember, when anything or anyone has tried to bury you, it's time to dig yourself up, dust off, and learn to live again. Okay, it's so great to have you back with us today. I'm Jim McCray. I'm your host of Dug Up and Dusted Off, and it is another day in which we come to talk about things that if, if you've been buried by life or by a human being, uh, you know, it is always a new day to uh, get up, dust off, and start to, to move forward. And so we're glad you're here. Hope your week has been uh, going well. And uh, today we want to talk about a topic called jealousy. And jealousy seems to be like, it, it, there's this one saying, you know, uh, the root of all evil is money. And, uh, you know, I, I have to believe that if, if it's money, then in close, a close second, if not right next to it is jealousy. And jealousy is that thing that uh, everybody deals with, everybody experiences, and that everybody has to come to terms with in their life. And, you know, I remember, you know, being, you know, even in like middle school, I was had this crush on a girl and, you know, but she didn't like me and she liked this other guy. And I was always jealous that that jealousy bone just sort of raged within my spirit, you know, and so we can experience it late in life, early in life, whatever it is, though, it, it, it can really cause huge problems in our life. And so I, I think that for me, when I, when I look at jealousy, it, it has to do with one thing. It has to do with desiring what somebody else has, all right, desiring what somebody else has or, or, or wanting what somebody else has. Now, that can be, you know, it can be somebody else's success. It can be wealth. It can be talents. It could be gifts. It could be their marriage. It could be their wife um, or husband. It could be their children. I mean, you know, it does not matter what it is. Whatever it is, you are wanting that for your own life. Now, where it gets sinister is sometimes we're jealous of other people and, you know, we, we have that twinge, you know, and it, and it just doesn't go any further than that. But then there are other times when it starts to get more and more out of control, the cycle continues to repeat itself. And what happens is we know that we can't have what that person has. So we're determined to not allow that person to enjoy it. And that's where we see the first instance of that in Genesis in the Bible, okay, and sometimes we we bring in the Bible because I'm a Christian and I believe in Jesus, and uh, that that's just that is brought in occasionally. So, but Cain killed Abel because he was jealous of the offering that Abel had had made, and we see that Cain did not want Abel, although he was jealous of the offering. He went so far as to not wanting Abel, Abel even to enjoy what he had done. And so, yeah, jealousy can lead to, we see it throughout history, can lead to us actually ending the lives of other people, committing murder, uh, committing crimes of passion. Uh, It can go not quite as far as we try to assassinate the character of another person because we're jealous of their achievements and gifts. We gossip about people. We undermine people. I've seen that in the church a thousand times, all right, uh, of people undermining other people because they are jealous of what they've created in, in ministry. And 
so when you when you see that happening, uh, you know that you've 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 gone down those paths that are that are not productive, not healthy, and and maybe you have done that already. Maybe you're thinking about that. Maybe you are just in that place in that rent cycle where you can't get out of your head. And and for me though, it it becomes something that I've had to deal with in my life, something that I've had to overcome in my life, because what jealousy really does is it stops you from honing your own gifts. Every time you're jealous of somebody else, it it doesn't allow you it, it to see what you need to do better. It doesn't allow you to focus on your own problem. It doesn't allow you to be critical of yourself. What it does is it only makes you focus on the other person, and it doesn't make you a better person. Uh, and, and I think that that's where God is trying to move us into is to have us look and say, okay, look, if, if you're jealous of another person's achievements, and let's say you're in the same business, you know, if you're jealous of another person's business uh, uh, achievements or successes, instead of trying to undermine that person or let that hatred start to build in your heart, there's a place where you have to turn that negative energy into something that's very positive. So when I was in business with, um, in contracting before I went into the, into seminary, you know, I had a pretty successful business. I mean, it wasn't by any means, you know, a million dollar business, but it was a very comfortable living, living. Trust me, I didn't deny myself anything because of it. And, and there was, you know, every time I saw other contractors that were doing what I was doing, you know, and when I would lose a bid to another contractor, possibly instead of me looking at what I could have done better to get that bid, I had jealousy and envy burn in my heart and and it was something that just stewed within me and then you combine that with a little bit of OCD that I have I mean then that's becomes a very difficult situation a different very difficult place to be and and there was where I became my most unproductive instead of how can I hone my business better how can I make my business better how can I make my bids better how can I make my bids more competitive how to find out how this person made that bid and won that bid instead I just was like you know jealousy just burned with my heart and then what jealousy does is it makes us start to say things about that person that are unhealthy and unproductive it 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 makes us look bad in groups because i'm going to tell you right now when you're jealous of another person you will make that public you will make that publicly known every single time when you're in a group you will find an opportunity to make a little jab to make a little cut to see if other people are feeling the same thing and if they're feeling the same thing then you're about then then you are more than willing to pounce and fuel the fire and and none of it's justified none of it does any good none of it is productive not in your own life or certainly uh, for your future because what what eventually happens is people understand and people will find out that you know what there was actually nothing wrong with that person whatsoever it had to have everything to do with you and your insecurity and your jealousy that that fueled all of that and so when I think about that I, I start to think about the vineyard workers that Jesus talks about in the in the parable of the vineyard workers and it's a simple parable it's it's a master that hires people to go out and and work in the in the vineyard and he hires people at nine o'clock and throughout the entire day until five o'clock in the afternoon or very late in the day and he and he tells them he will pay them a fair a fair wage. And they agree to it. And they don't really know what it is, but they'll pay him a fair wage. Well, at the end of the day, he lines everybody up 
and he makes them see, and he places in their hand a, the identical wage for each and every one of them. They all get paid the same thing. So the person at 9, 9 a.m. got paid is the same person at 5 p.m. at the very late. He didn't even work any, yet he got paid the same wage. And so, of course, the people at 9 a.m. are furious. Of course, they're, and they, they, they grumble. They're, they're not happy one bit about this manager paying them the same wage, and they make it known. And then the manager says something very, you know, very simple. He says, why are you so jealous of my generosity? Why I can do whatever I want to with each and every one. Y'all all agreed to get paid a fair wage. And, and so if you really cut through all of this and you start to understand, you know, how the world wants us to look at each other, which is through the eyes of what we achieve, what we make, what we have, and, and truly because of that, you know, the natural pains of jealousy and envy will always be there because of that. If that's the lens that we look through, if that's the, you know, if that's the lens in which we want to look at another human being's worth and what and and value, then yeah, we're always going to find something to be jealous about because there's always somebody bigger, somebody that has more money, somebody that has been more successful, has is better looking, has better talents, is skinnier, whatever you want to say. You can be jealous of those people all day long, but that's not the lens God wants you to look at people through. In fact, the vineyard worker who worked at 9 a.m. was looking at the one at 5 p.m. through that lens. He was jealous of what the, what the master put in that person's hand. And by all accounts and purposes, it, by the world standard, he had a right to be mad because, you know what, that's, that, that wasn't fair. You know, we are all working hard to to do something and get a fair wage for that. You know, we don't we, we resent people when pe- when people are just given things and they haven't done anything for it, or at least they we perceive they haven't done anything to earn it. And again, that's another little rabbit hole of jealousy. And you know, when I was in ministry, I mean, I I, I had people that just because they were associated with other people were given favors, and you know, a, 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 the blind eye, a, you know, a blind eye was turned, you know, and and they they didn't look at any of their things, the abuses that were happening right in front of them. But you know, so it was selective judgment, you know, because you were um, favored by the the people in power, and. Uh, you know, and people resented that, you know, and it caused a lot of resentment, a lot of envy and a lot of jealousy. And, and people would start focusing on that rather than focusing on the job that was in front of them. But that's exactly what the vineyard worker did. Instead of, you know, focusing on what he had gotten, which was a blessing to be able to go to work and then help and support their family, support his family with the day's wage that he got, he was more focused on what he didn't get or what another person God or what he perceived was given to him, you know, and he didn't earn it. And this is the key thing. We have to start looking at people through a different lens, and we have to be looking at life through a different lens. And so this is how I chose to take all of that jealousy and chose to take all of those those moments of jealousy and that negative energy and turn it into something positive. And this is it. I chose to be thankful. And being thankful for what I have and who I am and my gifts and talents and my and the things that God has given me, 
helped me start to focus on what I was supposed to be doing more than what other people were doing. In fact, it really helped me stay in my lane and to make my lane the best it possibly could be. So that was the first thing. If I, I, I had to stay thankful. I had to be thankful. In fact, when another person in ministry got a, a pulpit position that I thought that they didn't deserve, I had to be thankful. I had to, I had to really be able to go up and say, you know what, uh, maybe that wasn't the season for me. Maybe that, you know, that this was not the right timing for me in my life. And so what being thankful did for me was I really started to be able to trust God more. I started to really walk in faith in ways I didn't have before. Uh, There were plenty of people in ministry manipulating the process to get to the bigger pulpits. I guarantee you that all day long. Manipulating the process to get into bigger pulpits, to, 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 to get an advantage that the other people in the system were playing by. And uh, or get an advantage over the other people that were just playing by the system and the rules of the system. But, you know, even in those instances, when I knew that, you know, uh, that things were being done in an unfair way, and that happens in business all the time, and in war and politics and in, you know, in life, that happens every single day. People are, are, are manipulating the system. I still had to learn how to be thankful. I had, I still had to trust that God had a plan, not only for that person's life, but for my life as well. And so I, I think that when I when I started to be thankful, it, it did a couple of things. It, it made me really focus on where I needed to get better in my life, how I really needed to, to look at my own heart, my own gifts, my own talents, how I needed to make those better. And then maybe just maybe instead of looking at the other person as is my competitor that I needed to look at that other person as a collaborator. And, and when I did that, all of a sudden it was okay. I went to the person actually that had the success. I went to the person that was doing better than I was doing. I went to that person and said, hey, listen, I'm in the same boat. I'm doing the same thing. I've got the same set of skills. How did you get to the place that you, you, you got? And, and I love the way Tony Robbins, I mean, if you want to be whatever industry you're in, whatever career you're in, if you want to be the best in that thing, go to the people that are already doing it well. And instead of being jealous and envious of them and then poking a hole in their boat and undermining what they're doing, that does nothing to them, by the way. They're, they're already successful. They've, they're, they're in a totally different planet than you. All that does is create a heart of, of jealousy and of hatred and of anger. And when you get in front of other people, that's what's going to come out. It's never going to be about, you know, uh, you know, about your own talents or about, about what's good about your, uh, uh, the things that you're producing. It's never going to be about what, you know, how you are uh, living life to your fullest. It's always going to be about what other people have and what, and what you don't have and what you end up sounding like as a victim. Okay, and somebody who truly is jealous, and the people that are jealous are looked at other people with really small egos, really self esteem issues, and they don't want to work with those people whatsoever. Okay, even in my even in my ministry, I had to you know let people go out of the out of my my ministry because they were just un, toxic. They ended up just being toxic. So. Try to be thankful. Try to start practicing a spirit of being thankful. And when you're thankful, I'm going to tell you right now, I'll never forget when, you know, It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey, you know, he would always, 
he was always jealous of his friend who went off to New York and, and George Bailey never went off. He wanted to get out. He couldn't get out. The city kept bringing him back in because there was always a problem that he had to solve. But he never saw all the wonderful things that he was doing. He was always jealous of the thing that he couldn't achieve, what other people were achieving. He wanted to go build bridges and buildings and see the world. And other people were doing that, but he was not allowed. He was Life circumstances were not allowing him to go do that. But it was at the end of the movie that he finally gave thanks for that old drafty house. He gave thanks for he saw his kids differently. He saw his, his wife differently. And... All of a sudden, it was his brother that gave the toast at the very end of his life, at the very end of the movie, after all he'd been through. And he said, to my brother, the richest, the richest man in town. And, you know, I think when we're thankful, we can be thankful, you know, at a place of poverty. And we can be thankful at a place of, you know, just with all the money in the world. But it's about our mindset, you know. It's about where are you going to be happy. Well, if, you know, I need to be thankful that I I'm, I'm alive. First of all, I need to be thankful that I have another chance to live. I need to be thankful that you know I have my health. I have a, a, a you know, I need to be thankful for just the basic things every single day. And then if you're not happy with your situation, man, then there's a place to improve it. Okay, there's a place to improve it. There's a place that you have to start making the improvements in your life and making the decisions to set the goals and do all those things. I'm going to tell you right now what was the hardest thing for me to do after I started to take that jealousy energy and that negative energy and turn it into thankfulness is the ability to celebrate. And this is where the real joy came in. This is where the real sort of weight was lifted off of my shoulders. And that's what the vineyard worker couldn't do. The vineyard worker could not move into a place of celebration. He, he looked at the person that got that day's wage and didn't earn it and didn't he thought didn't deserve it. Instead of celebrating with that person like he won the lottery, I mean, instead of celebrating that person, instead he, I would, I would dare say, condemn that person. And so, what, what would, what would be the normal? What would be a person? What would it look like to celebrate in the life of that person? Well, the worker that worked all day could come up and welcome him and say, you know, welcome to this. We got a great crew. Man, what a great gift you've been given. Let's go out. Let's go grab, go grab a drink. Let's go get to know each other. But come back at 9 a.m. Be, be ready to work and, and, and let's get into it, you know. Uh, by the way, my name is so-and-so. Where do you, I mean, all of a sudden, instead of putting a border around that person and around your own heart, all of a sudden you start to become somebody that embraces and celebrates with that person. And I'm going to tell you, a heart of celebration is in a heart that you bring a, a person into a company that has a heart of celebration, man, that person cheerleads. That person comes up alongside of other people. Um, I just watched the movie Air, and it was about how uh, Nike landed Air Michael Jordan as their you know, and it turned the company around and, and they bought Converse and did all this stuff. But the guy that landed Michael Jordan, you never would know his name. You never would remember his name. And, and yet it was the guy that owned Nike that got all the credit for that. And, but the thing was, is that when you get a group of people on a team that aren't, 
that don't desire the credit, that don't desire the fame, that don't desire the accolades, instead are willing to congratulate you for your successes, willing to, to celebrate you for your victories, all of a sudden you have a person, you have a team player that you can do. I mean, if I had 12 of those people, I mean, we could conquer the world, all right? We could do anything in, in life. And, and there's where that heart of celebration for another person becomes that weight lifting moment. You know, that, that, that weight gets lifted off of your shoulders because now you don't care what is achieved or what, or, or any of that. You don't care how high that person goes, how high that person rises compared to you. All you care about is staying in your lane, doing your job to the best of your ability. And when something good happens to another person, man, take the time to, to, to congratulate, take the time to celebrate, take the time then not only to celebrate, but to say, Hey man, give me some, give me a, throw me a bone. Give me, how did you do that? How did you achieve that? I'd love to be able to do that in my own life. And when you start doing those, when you, when your heart becomes a heart of celebration, all of a sudden you, you become a person that really starts to look at people in a different way. And, and I think for me, what happens is, is I start to see, instead of desiring what others have, I start really starting to desire what God wants for my life more than anything else. I, I see that God wants me to lift other people up instead of necessarily always lifting myself up to get to the front of the line. It's about even maybe, like if I, if I could do business over again, it would about me, it would have been about me collaborating with those that were more successful with me or trying to partner with those that were more successful than me instead of trying to find ways to poke holes in what they were already doing and what they were already achieving and you know i and that that does make us look at life differently okay first it makes us see people differently it, it it's not a competition it's not a it's not a race it's not who dies with the most toys wins it's about how we can all together create something beautiful that with, with our gifts and talents that are given by God. And, and, and this is another thing. It, I, I think that when we put that jealousy away, it really does make us start to allow God to be the one that moves us and shapes us. And, and what I mean by that is that we don't care now what other people are doing. We only care what God wants us to be doing. We only care how God wants to shape us. Not everybody was meant to be a neurosurgeon. Not everybody was meant to be the, 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 the senior pastor. Not everybody was meant to be the president of the United States. Instead, when we see those people achieving great things, we, we give thanks for those people and thanks for what they've done. But we also are able to say, okay, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to be the best at what I'm doing? And, and then show me those things. And, and don't let me get sucked down into the quicksand of jealousy and of envy and, and then I'll allow that hatred to just sort of suck my energy out and take focus off of, of what you've created me to be and do. And so I, I think that, you know, the more, and so do I still get jealous of other people? Oh, Lord, yeah, I do. But it's a quick snap of my fingers to say, okay, hey, look, instead of getting jealous, let's, you know, because that's always going to be a twinge in every one of our bones. Instead of allowing that jealousy to then turn into a tornado or a hurricane, I'm able to say, okay, look, if I really care about what that person's doing, then how do I become better 
at what that person's doing? How do I hone my gifts and, and graces? And, and is this really the direction God wants me to be in? So I seek God in prayer. I seek God to listen and in, in discernment. I seek the Holy Spirit's direction. And if it's not something that I feel strongly about after all the, all of that, it's easy to let go. So yeah, I still get moments of jealousy, but they're, they're, they're not things that I sit in any longer. Uh, they're not things that uh, allow me to, you know, really attack my spirit any longer. How about you? Where are you in all of this? And and where is has God, you know, sort of convicted you of it? And and has he convicted you of it? And if he hasn't, that's probably because you're not paying attention enough. It's probably because you 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 really haven't listened hard enough because I'm going to tell you you know, when you start coveting other things, it's not healthy. When you start, when you're jealous of what other people have instead of thankful for what God has given you. And now let me just add this. If you're a complacent, procrastinator, lazy, blah, 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 I can go on and on. You know, that's on you. That's on you. If you don't want to achieve greatness, if you don't want to, be gone, I'm going to tell you right now, the people, the very few people have things given to them. And just hand it to them. Very, very small percentage of people have that. They're there, but very small percentage. It's the people that work hard, the people that are there after you've already left the office, that still have the light on, still burning it, still trying to make themselves the best that they can be. Uh, the, the you know, if if you're not that, then maybe that's the spirit you need to be praying for for God to give you. You know, maybe it's not about honing your gift. Maybe it's just about honing your attitude. You know, maybe your attitude is the thing that's it's it's got you tripped up, and and because of that, you, you're always looking at what other people are doing and jealous of those things instead of what you could be doing. So, uh, an attitude correction is in line and is and is necessary for you to achieve great things. Hey, listen, I hope this has. Um, made a made a small difference. I hope that maybe you can look at yourself a little more critically, see where you're jealous, see where you're envying, see what you're coveting in the lives of other people. And and I guarantee you, once you do that, you're going to find out that uh, uh, all of that energy can be spent in so many more productive ways to make yourself the best you can be. Hey, listen, I cannot wait to see you on another episode of Dug Up and Dusted Off. Take care and have a great week. If you're listening to this message, you've listened to the entire episode of Dug Up and Dusted Off. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We also love for you to share this episode with those who might be interested in this topic that we talked about today. Also, feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Hey, listen, you can do that by going to www.jimmccray.tv and leave us a comment and contact us through that website. We'd love to see you next time on Dug Up and Dusted Off, and we hope you have a great week.